Hey there, are you a happiness seeker? Have you survived trauma and pain? And are you ready to heal and transform? Then stay tuned in. You are listening to the Open to Happiness podcast, and I am your host, Nicoleta. Welcome. You've been on a four weeks of self-discovery and another four weeks of healing, and they will continue. But it is now time to work on the third part of this beautiful inner journey where you will turn your self-discovery and healing into inner transformation. For the past months, you explored the circumstances of your given life and you permitted yourself to create time and space for understanding. You understood that you're made of four parts, body, mind, soul, and social persona, and how these four parts of you interact with each other and the outer environment. You understood where you're coming from, and for that you look at the universe, the earth, and the beautiful nature surrounding you. You understood and accepted that science and religion have influenced your life and shaped you into the person that you are today. And you understood that there is truth and manipulation in your life script, and then the source of your suffering is also the source of your healing. You then unpacked your past history from birth to date. You understood and accepted the family dynamic and the transgenerational trauma, and you understood and accepted how you developed attachment, intimacy, boundaries, and your current relational style. You then considered your ancestors' myths, fantasies, fiction, folklore stories, and imagination, and you understood how they molded your culture, your family, and your life. And this understanding helped you complete a four-circle relationship review, which allowed you to let go, to consider surrendering to what was and to what is and cannot be changed. This surrender helped you to take distance from your relational conflicts and see your past through a more mature perspective. And as a result, you reframed your self-narrative, you've searched and you've started to find some meaning in your pain and you learned the lessons that were brought onto your path, which got you started on exploring the possibility of forgiveness. You have already moved to the first five steps of real transformation framework, the understanding, the acceptance, the letting go, the learning, and the forgiveness. And then you tapped a little into the sixth step, the power of healing. And from this moment on, you will be gradually allowing for inner transformation to take place. I have mentioned this before, and I will keep doing it as long as it's necessary. The experience of these steps of transformation is not linear, where you start somewhere and then there is an end line where transformation takes place and it ends. You see, human transformation is a lifelong experience and it's always unfolding. And in this journey through life, you will move up and down through this spiral of awareness, deeper and deeper to expand your understanding, to deepen your acceptance and to let go more and more. And in that process, you will see your past from a very comfortable distance, from new perspectives. And this way you will extract even more meaning from your suffering and you will learn the lessons that have been gifted to you to feel forgiveness and to feel healing at the depth of your being and to transform from the inside out. You have worked really hard 
You have confronted the pain from the past, the nature of human relationships, the modern life on earth, and the systems of the world. And you are now more aware of your difficulties in the present moment. And you're looking to find more clarity around your goals, your mission, and your purpose in life. You are getting ready to align with your path in life and start finding your real place in the world. This week, I will guide you to complete a work and career review through the perspective of our capitalist and consumerist economy and the performance culture, which is affecting every single one of us. We will do this considering your opportunities in the current and future job market and your desired lifestyle and goals in life. Firstly, you need to consider your first three relationship circles, the relationship with yourself, the relationship with your family, and the relationship with the other people, the humanity. Why is this important? We need to acknowledge that many of us allow others to influence our goals in life and allow others to influence our choices in life. As long as we live in a social world, we are naturally following others and we are moving with the crowds. The question is, to what extent we do that? And if doing it only to belong to a group of people in the community or to please others is eventually at the detriment of our real self. It is not uncommon for youngsters to join an university course just because their peers do it. Sometimes it works and they use the fruits of their studies. But very often I see people that realize they have studied topics that they are not interested in and they are not passionate about. We also see children that make career choices at the suggestion of their parents. And they never question if that path is suitable to them or whether they, they feel happy doing that work and being in that environment. This is so important because for an extravert person to choose a lonely profession like mine, for example, where I do most of my work one-to-one and I'm most of the times stuck in the office in a closed space, this can be very painful for people that long to meet others all the time and want to engage with groups of people and to be in the outdoor space. Similarly, there are people that are more towards the introversion sort of um, um, area on the spectrum and are rather reserved and shy. I mean, they value their space and time and for them it will be very difficult to pick up on an executive role and run large groups of people or, or to become teachers or public speakers. Therefore, we need to be very careful when we make a career choice and we need to reflect on the options available to us. And ideally, choose from our hearts, not just for the sake of others, which is not, I know it's not always easy when we are young and in development. Secondly, it is important to understand the outer circle of our four relationship circles, our relationship with the systems and the institutions of this world. It is crucial to understand the current economy and the trends that are emerging, because this will determine the job market of the future and implicitly our livelihood. Sometimes an occupation that was essential for centuries and millennia disappears altogether, like in the case of dog workers, for example, who were handling all the heavy loads on their back in the past. Now the robots have replaced their jobs and everything in the dog yard seems to be automated. So let's keep in mind that robots also don't seem to get tired. They don't complain of illness. They don't ask for less hours for better conditions of work or for a pay rise. And this is now relevant not just to the jobs that involve physical labor and are replaced by machines. This is valid for hundreds of other occupations. 
research carried out at Oxford University in 2013 was highly criticized for years when it concluded a significant job loss due to computerization and automation. Now, almost 10 years later, we have strong evidence that shows that that Oxford study was very accurate to predict that out of the 702 jobs distinguished, no less than 47% of them can be and are starting to be replaced by machines. These jobs estimated to be lost include not just production labor, as we mentioned, or transportation and logistics, but also office and administration jobs. And let's not forget that the first digital employee, Amelia, is now considered an entire workforce. She is able to complete the work of 20 current employees. And again, let's not forget that artificial intelligence like Amelie can do what we can't do. Amelie speaks 40 languages. She's never complaining like a human worker. And this is why some of the largest corporations in the world, like banks, insurance, and telecom companies, gaming businesses, and even local London councils are getting Amelia on their payroll. So the future can look bright for some professions like doctors or bakers who will have work even in times of war or global conflict, but it might not look so bright for other occupations that are at risk of being computerized. Reflecting on the current globalized economy, and how this might impact your future is especially important these days when the life longevity is increasing in the Western world and the retirement age is pushed further and further, is estimated to reach 70 over the next decades. That means that we will spend a lot of time working. And if we live for 80 or 90 years, we will work easily for 50, 60 years. And considering that work takes more than a third, sometimes half, of our lifetime, we don't want to invest these precious years in an unfulfilling job and career. What seems to happen lately is that many people realize they are not happy and fulfilled in their current jobs, and they choose a second career path. And according to the historian Yuval Noah Harari, this will become the norm for most people in the future because our consumerist and digitalized world will change completely the map of job market and will demand it throughout the lifespan of 50, 60 years of work, people will have to adjust to the new world continuously and go through four or even five different careers. All this puts your work and your career into a different perspective, where you think not only of what happens these days, but what might happen in the future. And this helps you to reflect on your current career choice and establish if this is entirely your choice or if it's been planted in your mind by others. And it allows you to explore if this work makes you happy at this stage in your life and if it has the potential to make you happy for many decades to come and offer you a sense of meaning and purpose. Nevertheless, this helps you understand if your profession is here to survive the massive changes that are predicted to happen in, in the world in the near future. And if your income is sufficient to provide the lifestyle you desire, or you might have to reskill or upskill or develop a side business or change your career altogether. I have noticed that many of us stay in jobs because we need to make a living. We need to provide to our families. We need to provide for ourselves. And often we fear to leave a job, even if it sucks, just because we get comfortable in it. We are anxious to make a new start and we fear the uncertainty around finances and debts. Your relationship with money and abundance is of vital 
importance. If you feel uncomfortable to spend money, perhaps you lived in a family that looked at money and wealth with scarcity, with fear, and possibly you inherited that. On the other hand, if you cannot hold on to money, maybe your family was spending and spending, and that can also be problematic to you. To find the right balance is not easy, but it is achievable. If you give yourself the time and the space to understand and accept your indoctrination and your true dreams. Money and wealth are not just for the others. It is true that as the world is organized right now, wealth is not distributed equally. But that's not to say that you can't feel wealthy. You need to establish first with clarity what kind of lifestyle you wish to have in life and when you know the destination to find your way to get there. What I've come to learn is that until we change our relationship with money and abundance, we don't really open ourselves to wealth and satisfaction in life. I feel that this exploration can help you set your goals for the future because what you dream of and what you plan today will become your life in the years to come. Whatever you choose, make sure that is aligned with your true path in life, with your heart. You have listened to the Open to Happiness podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, show us your love, share, subscribe, or give us a review. Thank you.